Welcome to the Staff Lounge. This podcast is not just our podcast. This is for anyone who's involved in education. You might be a parent with a child in school. You might be a future teacher finishing your degree. You might be a current teacher, administrator, substitute, or counselor. This will cover topics you want to discuss or share experiences we've had. Together, JC and I have 42 years of teaching under our belts. We have many different educational backgrounds, and we share the love of collaboration. Um, Welcome to the end of spring break. Uh, When you're listening to this on Sunday, it's officially the last day of spring break. And really... Really, I mean, it's really just a weekend because Friday was our last spring break day in my mind. That's my negativity coming through. Yeah, same here, though. Um, But I do want to say we're also going to be compounded with the shit of legit spring forward time change. Yes. I mean, that's just the worst. You know, Alaska is very dark in the winter, as everybody knows. And as soon as you start waking up in the spring and it's like, oh my gosh, it's actually light out. And then this happens. I mean, it's just like, oh, no, we're not ready for spring. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I um, I know we're gaining like more than five minutes a day of sunlight right now, but still like it's going to be rough tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, Today, we want to talk about the five things about fourth quarter. And these could be positive, negative. I mean, JC, we've known each other for a while. And I know you know me as like a, I mean, I am a spring cleaner. I love to take my annual free pass to the dump and, you know, get rid of some stuff or send it to uh, the charity of our choice or whatever. But I mean, I really love to get some spring going by checking some rooms. And so for me, spring break really was starting to clean. And that's what I do fourth quarter in my classroom. Yeah, I I do too. Usually the last few years I've changed rooms um, for each new school year. So I have been able to go through my stuff pretty well the last few years. I don't know that I'll do it this year. (laughs) Well, and you're managing two classrooms this year. I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my thing is we really pared down what is out for students because, you know, we're mitigating. We've got these mitigation plans and policies. And so, you know, like chapter books and all that stuff that usually you're checking in, checking out, kids are taking, kids are putting back. That really isn't there. So it's in my room, it's all under like red plastic. Um, but there are some things, you know, that I was noticing. I've I really need to just kind of pare down what I've got because, you know, I have some things um, that kids have done or projects that we've made over the years. I have this really cool, it's really like uh, one by or two by six and it's by 12 feet long. And I've got two boards and they're uh, bolted together 
And I had my students a number of years ago, probably like 10 years ago, um, I gave each, I had 26 kids, I gave each of them a letter randomly, and they had to go around with a digital camera, the playground, and they looked for natural evidence of their letter somewhere. And by natural, I was flexible because like they're, you know, an S is hard to find in nature. So, you know, they found, that student found um, the S hook on the swing set. So he zoomed cool. in and took a picture of that. And um, some kids ended up, we couldn't find M's. So they went to the library and some books were like splayed open. And from far back, it looked like an M. So, um we made our class alphabet and it was super, super cool. It's something that I've always kept and I kept it in my classroom, but it's like, you know, those kids, I think those kids are seniors this year. I had them sign the back of it. And, um, really, I mean, my kids this year probably don't even notice it. So why am I keeping it there? Right. You yeah, know, it doesn't it's have that meaning kind of, for anyone that's in there anymore. Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. I always start the year and say, as I'm introducing the, our classroom to you, look around and see if there's anything you might have a question about that I won't address. And so they're always looking at that, and they they do want to ask, but I've always already addressed it usually by then. So, you know... Pfft. I'm going to just see if I can borrow my father-in-law's truck at some point and just maybe bring some stuff home. Yeah, I mean, this is a good year to do it after. We've really realized what we need and don't need Yeah, you yeah. Know, in our classrooms. Yeah. So our, sure. one of our survival things is, you know, just slowly cleaning out each year. My other thing that I really do fourth quarter and I look forward to is I look forward to the data collection towards the end of the year when we you know have had a year of instruction and like what are our kids really where are they at now you know whether it's formative or summative assessment it's important for me to you know not even I'm gonna say I love and I'm always proud of the progress my students make but for me I internalize that data. And so I really want to, and I'm excited to see what, where their growth is or where they're struggling because, you know, my kids, my sixth graders are going to middle school and it's important for me to be able to know and represent them to the middle schools that they're going to be going to. And lots, yeah. lots of times I think people forget, you know, when you move a kid forward, there are times when, you know, middle school will call me in September or beginning of October and say, hey, talk to me about so-and-so. He's really struggling here or she's really struggling there. What kind of a student are they? And dude, you don't have their data in your grade book anymore because they're gone, right? Like as soon as your class exits, your stuff that you've collected on them is gone unless you've kept a binder of it somewhere. <laughs> and so, you know, Google Docs is great, but it's really critical for you to know your kids. 
for sure. I was going to say that that's one of my favorite things about fourth quarter as well is just seeing the growth that kids have made. Um, I've definitely noticed it more when I've taught younger grades because a beginning of the year first grader is completely different from a fourth quarter first grader. Sure. Um, You know, I mean, you get to see immense levels of growth, but it's the same. I mean, older kids make growth too, and it's so nice to see, you know, the difference that maybe you've been able to make in their academic and social and, you know, emotional growth across the board. Yeah, sure. you know, uh, it's different this year even m- more so with yeah. with the way that we have had because we started the year distance, now we're face-to-face and you don't have that same situation. So, you know, usually when you're doing some kind of assessment, you want to try and maintain that assessment um climate and that assessment I just don't know what the word is I'm losing this morning but it's you know whether you're when you're proctoring you make sure everybody's gone to the restroom first you make sure that everything is copacetic well first quarter I mean a student may message me and say hey can I go use the restroom it's like sure didn't you go before okay go ahead you know and um so even our testing situations are different. And and so it's hard to compare. Um, You know, right now we're setting up our fourth quarter Canvas. And what people don't understand about Canvas, honestly, I mean, we're supposed to usually, I'm going to just preface this by saying, usually we have a year plan, like an outline, right? We then have it broken down by subject, like we need to be here, you know, it's like an academic plan or a, some kind of a calendar of, we need to be here by this time. We need to be here by that time. Well, teachers, especially elementary, because we are teaching so many subjects, we do not have the ability to just be like, oh, uh, Friday before we go back, I'll establish what we're doing the next week. And I'm going to tell you that the district has provided us graciously, I might add, with some Canvas support. But the Friday that we were going on spring break, it still wasn't able to be published. If you look at it from the student view, they still can't see it because it was too far away for them to, and the quarter hadn't closed. Well, that's totally not how elementary rolls. Nope. And, you know, we're supposed to have stuff provided for when these kids are gone and coming back or on vacation. Well, I mean, I have a student specifically, I have a student I got an email from who had a family emergency in the Philippines. Like, she's not even going to be here and doesn't even know whether she's going to make it back to school before the end of the year. And, and so she was asking, like, I'm so concerned about missing school. Can I zoom in with you? Can I, is there some way that I can see what I need to take with me? And it's like, I would love to do everything for you. I mean, it's a student I've had for a long time. And at this point, I feel like my hands are tied. I'm unable to provide my students 
with the kind of added extra support that they need because of what? Different people's protocols. Yeah. And it's it's completely, it's disheartening to me as somebody who, you know, years ago and even last year before this time, you know, it was all about the SEL, making connections with the families. It was all about making, how can you meet the community's needs? How can you do this? How can you do that? And now we have people willing to do those things, but we have other people who are like, no, we're not doing, you are not allowed to do that. And, and so it is almost emotional for me not to be able to meet the needs of my kids right now who are in just unfortunate situations. Yeah, I hear you. I have kids that are out on vacation, which is very different from a family emergency. But, um, you know, there aren't many options of how to support them when that's happening. Well, and, but, and kids yeah. are not, I mean, it's not like the kid planned the vacation. They're, yeah, the, they're a victim exactly. of that situation. It's the adults that are planning the situation, you know. That's the difficulty that I think years ago when, you know, normal normalness was happening and it was like, oh my God, they're going on vacation again. You know, no, I'm not providing you with extra work because you're, you guys are doing this to yourselves, right? And yeah. now it's like, dude, I get it. There's an emergency or maybe your family just needs to get out like Sometimes, like we do. yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Would I Me be too. able to and willing to go the extra mile to provide these kids with the continued educational support in a heartbeat, like in an actual heartbeat, I would. So that's the frustrating part. Fourth quarter should be a time of reflection and celebration should be a time of like looking forward and like, oh my gosh, look, we've almost finished this year. Here's what we need to do to like finish strong. And I don't know that, I don't know that right now I feel like that, even yeah. though that's usually how it is. It's just been such an odd year. I think everybody probably doesn't feel like they usually would, you know? Yeah. Oh no. Um, Another thing about fourth quarter I was reminded about this morning, I was out with my mom and she was asking about, uh, thinking about when she would have to maybe babysit my niece again because of no school. And she goes, so when's the next in-service day? And I was like, there isn't one. When's no. the next holiday? There isn't one. Yeah. And um, fourth quarter, at least here in Alaska, is a long haul with no breaks. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a long haul. It's nine straight weeks with uh, five days a week. Yeah. Um, usually, we're able to fill in some of those days with field trips and things like that. But that's off the table this year. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I mean, we were yeah. even we were even talking about like field day. You know, old school field day when we were able to, you know, jump rope and do tug of war and all those things like our kids aren't even allowed to be that close to one another. Yeah. So we need to get creative and I would love for people to give us ideas to share with our buildings, you know, like what are some things or ideas that we would have to help with 
getting kids out and doing, you know, like even we even talked about like, what about a barbecue? Maybe each grade level can have a different day and we can just do something to say, I don't even know if that's a go. I don't even know if that's an idea. I know that um, our building is planning some kind of field day, but I don't know the details. So I'll have to get back with you on that. Yeah, totally. Have your PE teacher talk to my PE teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were able to get our kids out and go skiing because our school, a, a number of years ago, our sixth grade helped donate some of our fundraising money to um, helping provide additional boots and skis and stuff so that our school in the winter can do um, cross-country skiing sessions. And our PE teachers were able to get our sixth graders out once or twice, and it was fabulous. That's good. Yeah, I mean, the kids had fun. We have new kids who've never skied before, so that was cool to have some of our new kids really counting on our older kids to show them how to do it, and it was just so cool. That's nice. Yeah. Um... What else about fourth quarter? I think we could probably come up with... Well, fourth quarter is unfortunately state testing, which we are still going through with. Yeah. We didn't have that last year, and we are planned on doing it this year. I, I'm hopeful that um, our people, everybody gets behind it. It's not something that teachers are f- pushing on the kids, but it's mandatory you know um yeah i honestly i can't even grip my head around that right now yeah i i'm more thinking about it as um you know losing a week of it of instruction that the kids really need well Um, i don't know yeah and here's the thing lots of buildings because of computer need um lots of buildings well we have five weeks to get the testing through and um, lots of buildings are saying, like ours, uh, the last week in March is the first grade level to do their testing, and then the next week is another grade level, and the next week is another grade level. And so there was some discussion about, like, well, which grade level gets screwed and has to go first? I mean, yeah. because the last grade level to go gets an additional four weeks of instruction you know honestly i don't even care i i we sent an email saying you know what if there's a problem with who needs to go first we'll go first this testing is really i mean i hope it goes well but really anybody in education knows that this isn't going to be a legitimate assessment of where the kids are so I, we don't even want to cause trauma. If other people in our building don't want to go first, like we've already nominated ourselves. I sent the email in and said, sixth grade will go first if you need somebody to go first. <laughs> it's not a big deal to us. Um, I mean, you know, it is a big deal, but it's not a big deal. It's kind of how that goes. I mean, I just guess I don't understand in that all every you know everybody is saying how far behind we are now like we're all behind right so what's the point in proving it with a test like why not let us take that time and work on the stuff that the kids need and take another year off of testing i don't see why it's a big deal yeah 
You know, I don't know. I honestly don't feel like our group is behind. Our kids have made so much growth this year. And I am so, so, so proud of them. I, I just wish people wouldn't always be so negative about it. Like, right. we did something no other, you know, year has had to do. We've gone with online learning, something that we never thought we could pull off. And our kids sh- are showing growth, and I think it's freaking fabulous. I don't know why we can't celebrate that. Yeah, I you, get that. You know what I mean? I mean, okay, I'm super sad that ah, spring break's over, but dude, this is one full year of like crazy, crazy time. And I'm just so uh, impressed with what teachers in general have been able to pull off. For sure. Like, I never thought that we would be able to do this. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at all of these things that, um, if you look at all of these struggles and hashtag teacher problems pages, and you really look at what the complaints were prior to the pandemic, like, we were literally like, oh my gosh, the expectation, the this, the that. But dude, look at what the complaints are now. I and, and you know what? We've pretty much done it without the support of anyone but other teachers. So true. I don't feel like, I, I mean, I feel like administrators, they're feeling overwhelmed as well. But I honestly don't feel... And this is just my own personal feeling. I don't feel like we have a whole lot of administrators who are really supporting their teachers the way that teachers need to be supported right now. I feel like everybody is in their own trauma. And I feel like, and I'm using I statements just because I don't want you to be pulled into this if I go down the wrong path. But I don't feel like... I feel like there's a lot of things that we're being forced to do that are not academically the best choices. And I feel like it's just because, well, you know, it's the year of the principal. They can do whatever they want. They can choose. They can make these solo decisions. And I don't know that if they talk to their colleagues in a professional and close way that they would make the same decisions as they are. Right. I can see that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sad for lots of people because dude, this is the year of isolation. Um, if you don't have a good, strong academic team, which I know both of us are blessed to have, then your struggle is all on you. Families don't really understand what the whole, you know, all the backstory is. And Um, I just am so glad that I have you as somebody who I can talk to and troubleshoot with like daily morning, noon, and night. And we've got some pretty good people around us who we can also pull some, some questions and insights and maybe even some new strategies from. That's, that's what I know I wouldn't have made it without you this year. Ditto girl. For sure. Yeah. Well, I know we can make it these last nine weeks. It's going to be tough, but um, it's going to, 
you know, after that, we'll have survived this crazy year. Oh, my goodness. And we'll have summer to figure out what we're going to be doing next year. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> we'll get to probably in the summer. Um, our, speaking of which, spring, as we finish up, is the time to think about professional development. And um, we have, as teachers, certain um, number of credits we have to acquire in order to keep our teaching certificates. And um, I'm thinking of doing some ASDSA cred uh, credits this summer. Yeah, I probably need to take a couple, too. Yeah. We I, should uh, coordinate that. Absolutely. We took that one, tripping with Google Apps. That was I learned so much. Me too. And I'm sure. going to tell you, um, it was a really eye-opening experience because it was really my first experience with Canvas. Thank goodness I actually did that with you because <sighs> that was a stressful thing too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Trying to submit things. I could totally take that class again and feel so much more success now. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, my certificate expires in 2023, which seems like a long ways away, but really it's not. I really should check mine, actually, because I don't know when mine expires. I found my certificate in the safe the other day. I was like, oh, okay, along with like four other ones. So that was interesting, too. Um, yeah, well, let's 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 figure out some classes to take. Yeah, has that been released yet? I don't think so. I just completed a survey um, because I did the RTI conference in January. Uh, they sent out a survey of like, what are some things that you'd like to see coming up? And I was really honest. I, you know, it was like, hey, this is going to take you about five minutes to complete. I think it took me like 15 because I was, I really, I took it seriously because dude, if you're going to, spend the time to take some credits, like take something that's legit. You know, Alex is, he's got some credits he needs for just being a teacher down in Vegas. And legitimately he is doing this one and he, he was kind of struggling with it mentally, like in the middle of the year. And now he's having to do this credit and it's like, yeah, but look at this, honey, you legitimately you could use these things. You're prepping it for next year if you're in the same grade level. So his attitude has kind of changed because, oh, you're right. I'm actually prepping for next year. I would want to add this too. And so that's kind of the attitude I want to take fourth quarter. So, yeah, we don't know what's happening in the future, but we know that uh, spring is upon us. The sun is out, even though it was 12 below at my house this morning. It was so cold this morning. Yeah. When you have to take the air filter out of your heater to pump more heat through your house, you know it's cold outside. Yep. So, well, let's uh, let these people get to their final Sunday of spring break. Yes. And we will chat with you guys in another week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.